Welcome to the Food Freedom Fertility Podcast. Here, we discuss the challenging, rewarding, and life-changing process of recovering your period and finding freedom with food and exercise. Whether you're hoping to regain your cycle to get your health back on track, or you're ready to become a mama, this podcast is for you. While the recovery process isn't always rainbows and butterflies, it's my hope to bring you both information and inspiration during your own recovery journey. I'm your host, registered dietitian and fellow HA woman, Lindsay Lesson. Hello, everyone. This is the second solo episode of doing a podcast. Um, I talked on Instagram about how, you know, stories are short and I personally like them to the point, but you guys said that you want all the details when I talk about things. And so I thought coming over on my podcast is probably a better place for people who want to hear more of like a 15 to 20 minute talk rather than just a short spiel. So, um, I pulled you guys about what you wanted to know. And one theme that came up frequently, and I, and I see this in a lot in my Friday um, FAQs, um, question and answers that I, that I do on my Instagram, is you guys want to know, once you start recovery, you're eating more, you're exercising less, you're gaining weight, you're improving your relationship with food and exercise, how do you know you're actually on the right track for getting your period back? What are the signs? What are the symptoms? How do you know? So I wanted to share today five signs that you are in fact on the right track for getting your period back. Now these signs and symptoms, I'm gonna go in order for probably what you'll see initially all the way up to what might be clues that you have in fact ovulated and you can expect your period in, in about two weeks. I also wanna say that some of these signs can happen and they're gonna be different for each person. Some people are gonna get all of these signs in a row kind of consecutively, and then they're gonna get their period. Some people might get some of these, not all of these, and then, you know, your body can, you know, kind of pull back and say, you know what, not yet. I'm not ready to ovulate. I'm not ready to get my period. And that can be frustrating, but I want you to know that if you're getting any of these five signs, you're absolutely on the right track and you need to keep going. These are positive signs of recovery. So the first one that I usually hear is increased hunger. So when you're under eating and you're missing your period, your body starts to shut down systems that aren't 100% necessary for life. So it slows your metabolism, slows your thyroid. Um, As those things happen, your body adapts to not feeling as hungry. You know, your body's going to adapt to the amount of food that you are giving it, whether that's enough food or not enough food. And so when you're under eating, your metabolism adapts and you don't feel super hungry. This is why you've probably been able to sustain, you know, doing what you're doing on an inadequate amount of food for your body as evidenced by you not getting your period. So once you start to eat more, your body adjusts, digestion improves, your metabolism speeds up, you actually start to feel hungrier. So this is usually one of the first signs of recovery that I hear in my clients that are following my food freedom fertility method. Then once you're feeling hungrier, it gets 10 times easier to actually eat enough to get your period back. So this is a great first sign that you're on the right track to get your period back. The next thing that I usually hear from people is an increase in body temperature. Again, when you're under eating and your body has slowed down body systems, one of those systems that's been slowed down is just a normal core body temperature. Again, your body's in preservation mode, doesn't want to waste extra calories on keeping you warm enough. So a lot of times people who are experiencing period loss with AHA also tend to run cold. As your body begins to have enough calories to start recovery and start turning some of these body systems back on, you'll begin to notice that you're feeling warmer. 
Now, this is a normal body temperature for most women, but if you're used to running cold, you might feel like you're burning up all the time. Again, this is just a sign of a healthy metabolism and that your body is starting to turn body systems back on as evidenced by you giving it enough rest and enough calories. The next thing that we usually see is an increase in cervical mucus. This is something, you know, that is kind of taboo and a lot of people don't talk about it, but we talk about it here because we're women and this is women's health and women's health does not need to be taboo. So cervical mucus, usually you can see that um, in your underwear or when you wipe, most often usually after a bowel movement because those muscles kind of like push everything down. When you start to see an increase in cervical mucus, that means that your estrogen levels are rising. This is fantastic. In fact, estrogen is the first hormone that's going to increase as your body is gearing up to ovulate. Depending upon where you're at in recovery, you might have always been getting cervical mucus. Usually we see this in people who have hormone levels more in the quote normal range. But if you have low estrogen levels, you're probably not getting a whole lot of cervical mucus. And so as your body starts to recover, you're going to start to see some. As your body continues to recover, you'll start to see changes in cervical mucus. So it's going to go from kind of a um, yellow, sticky, tacky texture, if you will, to more of a watery cervical mucus to finally kind of that egg white cervical mucus. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say that, I want you to think about breaking open an egg, not the yellow part, the clear part. That's fertile cervical mucus, and we usually see that right around the time of ovulation. So if you're seeing that, it's very possible that your body's close to ovulating. And once you ovulate, you will either get a period or you will get pregnant. You can't ovulate without getting a period. So if you're seeing more of that cervical mucus, especially that egg white cervical mucus, that means your body is getting very close to ovulating and very close to getting your period back. Another thing and a sign of recovery that we see um, as women are eating more, exercising less, and getting close to ovulation is, of course, an increase in libido or sex drive. Um, that's the way Mother Nature works, right? In order to make babies, we have to actually want to have sex. A lot of times, women with HA have very low sex drive, and that has to do with just having low hormones, right? So our estrogen's low, our FSH is low, our LH is low, also our testosterone is low, which is kind of our our sex drive hormone. And so as your body starts to recover and starts to actually make hormones in the amounts that it's supposed to, um, a lot of women report an increase in sex. And so again, that usually happens for us around the time of ovulation. After you ovulate too, there's a couple of other things that you'll experience. Um, hormonal acne, usually breakouts kind of around your chin. That can be a sign that you are close to ovulating or you already have ovulated. And then of course, breast tenderness. Um, and so I've kind of gone through five, actually, I guess, six signs that you're on the right track to get your period back. And again, I've kind of gone through them in order. So if you're just starting recovery, maybe you're noticing increased hunger and nothing else, right? I don't want you to get discouraged that these things aren't happening, right? But I do think that it's important to recognize that, again, these are the symptoms that we see sequentially as you get closer and closer to getting your period back. So if you've been working on recovery on your own for, you know, four months and the only thing we're noticing is an increase in hunger, maybe some cervical mucus here and there, you're probably not giving your body exactly what it needs for recovery, right? Average recovery time is usually kind of around the two to three month mark. Um, sometimes it takes a little bit longer for people, but I very, very rarely have people who take longer than three months to get a recovery period. And again, some of that's reflected by how 
important it is for you to get your period back. Maybe you're working on this process and you're thinking, I don't necessarily want to have a baby tomorrow. Of course, having my period is important, but I'm going to make slow, gradual changes. And that's okay. And maybe recovery will take you six months. What matters the most is that you are making active changes with your food intake, with your exercise, and most importantly, that you're improving your relationship with both of those things and also improving your relationship with your body. And so if you're getting these signs, congratulations, you're on the right track. If you're feeling stuck, you aren't getting any of these signs, or you're getting these signs and symptoms and then they go away, weeks and months pass and then nothing happens, that's a really frustrating spot. But I want you to know that I'm always here to offer more help. If you're looking for more support, you can apply to my group coaching program. Um, I have a link in my Instagram bio, and there will be a website coming soon in May to give you guys more information about those programs. But if you found this episode to be helpful, don't be afraid to reach out, send me a DM. Let me know what other topics you guys want to hear me blab about for a good 15 minutes or so. Um, And I'd love to do more of these solo chats like this. I'll be signing off now. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you found this episode to be inspiring or helpful, please share on social media and tag me at food.freedom.fertility. Also, don't forget to leave a rating and a review.